Hey everyone and welcome back to the It's Good to Talk podcast. So this week we are joined by Rosie from Safe in Our World. I know that we've had a couple of Roses on in a row now. It's uh, You don't hear that name for a while and then we've got two of them. So um, we're going to be talking about Safe in Our World and the idea of interactions with video games and mental health. Something that a lot of people probably until the past year or maybe two just said no it's a bad thing. So we're going to go into why actually that probably isn't the case and um, a lot more besides so Rosie how are you doing? Hi I'm well thank you yeah not bad I find it interesting that you've seen other Rosies as well because I literally know none. <laughs> exactly yeah exactly I actually brought this up with the other Rosies and she's like oh that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And both of you are from, from organisations that deal with some form of, of help as well so it's clearly something in the name it, it, it makes you more caring clearly. <laughs> <laughs> with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean obviously I was just saying about um safe in our world and the idea of video games and the interaction with mental health now obviously until I believe it was last year where the research came from Cambridge um dealing with um plants versus zombies and um animal crossing where they almost conclusively said actually yeah video games are really good for your um, well-being it's just that no one else actually did this in real time we did um before that, the known common wisdom was always that video games, rap music, TV, violent, all that, it's all bad for you. You can't look at that. It's all bad. Hiss, boo. So what does Safe in Our World do to kind of interact with that way of thinking? And what does it do in general? So Safe in Our World is basically um, the video games mental health charity. And it started on World Mental Health Day uh, 2019. And basically what we're doing is essentially fighting the stigma that you've just talked about <laughs> in that video games are bad hispoo and that the general negative stigma around mental health as a whole, like not necessarily to do with video games, but we're focusing on that. Um, and so what we do is we target both the people who play games and the people who make them mm. um, because the gaming industry or the games industry itself is quite... Um, well known for not having a great well-being system in place and there's a lot of, of reported like crunch culture and things that go on within it um and it's a very high turnover of, of people uh, within within the industry and we want to change that so one of the things that we're doing um that my colleague leads on is something called level up mental health which is um, a, a huge initiative that was launched to work with companies within the industry to implement mental health um, changes and uh, create a plan and a charter for organizations basically so that they're able to look after their well-being of their employees and that everyone feels safe to talk about mental health within their companies so that's one of the huge things that we've been doing but there's there's a bunch of other projects that I won't <laughs> go and explain in in full um, but I'm happy for you to ask me about anything. <laughs> yes, I mean, look at your website. If anyone has the chance to have a look at the website for Safe in Our Mind, uh, Safe in Our Minds, but that's weird. Safe in Our <laughs> World. Um, it's because I'm thinking of mental health charities. Um, Safe in Our World. It's it's so sprawling in in kind of where you can go off of each tab and into so many different things. Um, this is speaking of someone who has my own website in terms of mental health and is literally just about to start a mental health charity, and I cannot create a, <laughs> a website that looks like that it would just be too much um so it is, it is so vast in different things to look out for and um, i mean one of the really interesting um things i think is that 
I think a lot of people may go, oh, well, you're just pushing against things then. You're just going, oh, we've got to, we, we've got to look at people and tell them they're wrong. But actually, you've got people like Emily Mitchell um, that you, you promote, um, who's um, BAFTA Young Designer. I can't remember the full title, but from like 2007. Yeah. Um, who obviously created Fractured Minds. Um, and there has been an, an uptake in games like Fractured Minds, um, as well as, oh, God, it's gone out of my head, not Cersei's. There's something Hellblade? around that the sounds, sorry? Hellblade? Is that what you're no, thinking there was, of? There was another one that begins with C and it's gone out of my mind completely now. Um, Celeste? The, 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 Celeste, that's the one. <laughs> There's a load of games because I don't game. So anybody that you recognizes don't game. me from, oh, okay. anyone that recognizes me from Twitch, I'm the weird one that literally doesn't game at all. <laughs> I am the I am the one. Um, so yeah, I don't game. So I know about them and I, I mod for people that do them. Um, but obviously there's a lot more games like that. And you guys promote them as well as um, people that have interacted with you. You've got, obviously you've got streamers like um, Anxiety that is an um, ambassador, I think is the she's word She's an ambassador, use. yeah, she's ambassador. brilliant. <laughs> um, so obviously Anxiety is with you on that as well. So you know, you've got that, that interaction with people as well. So do you want to talk a bit more about how you promote and work within the industry as well as just almost against something else? Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think one of the biggest things that I've realised since coming on, because I joined uh, Safe for Now World last September, and one of the biggest things is how much people resonate with what we're doing um, and not necessarily people who just work within the industry but like you said like streamers and content creators who want to promote positive mental health and talk about it and not make it a taboo subject um, and having so many people like that come to us and say we want to help but we don't know how to do it <laughs> that's been a huge thing for me in figuring out how we can help them help us if that makes sense yeah. um, so working with ambassadors like anxiety and patrons and things is is huge for us because it it allows people who have a voice in the industry and have a voice within the gaming community itself um, promote what we're doing and, and support what we're doing in a way that's their own and that they relate to as well um, because you know for, for a lot of people myself included games have been an escape from a really terrible time for example or just something it's not even the game itself so for me a lot of the time I've met some fantastic friends and communities through games mm. um and so many people resonate with that and that's why it's growing I think because people want change and people want it's not necessarily negative it's it's the fact that people can feel accepted within where they work and where they spend a lot of their time yeah, I don't know if I that mean, answered the question. <laughs> no, well, working working within it is definitely something problem. I mean, it's always interesting that um, for for some people, games mean almost everything, and it's always strange when you have people and you you see this on TikTok a lot where people make this comparison where people will go, oh, what are you doing watching those people playing games? What are you doing doing this? It's you're not interacting with them, and then they'll go and watch the football. Now, I do not game in. Anyway, the last time I played on a, a gaming system, um, and like actually, rather than just you know Among Us, was uh, Among Us is still gaming. Gaming is yeah, gaming. <laughs> it, it is. Now, granted, it is. But the last time I I, I physically owned something to do was the last yeah. was the original, and I don't mean the second one that came out and said one on the end. I mean the original PlayStation. So I do not game at probably before you were born, isn't it? Um, so probably <laughs> my first console was the uh, PS2. Uh, um, so so yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't, but I still enjoy watching 
some streamers who game. Um, I have certain streamers who I, to this day, I have five channels who I always say they literally saved my life. Along as with a load of other stuff, they were there and made me smile at a time that I couldn't. So we have people like um, uh, Mustache, who if anyone um, knows, go and check out Mustache, um, as well as the others I, I, I put on my thing. But uh, Mustache only games, she, but she talks about a lot of different things when she games as well and makes a, a, a community, as a lot of people do. And yet you have someone who will go, oh, well, you're not really interacting with that at all. They're just playing games and then go and watch the football where they literally have no interaction. Yeah, they might you're watching a screen, screen rather yeah, than typing and talking to people. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, you passed to him and then you can do that. And you do that. Yeah, they can't fucking hear you. They on screen, moustache, anxiety, um, you know, whoever it is, ninja, they fucking hear you. They can see it. You know, they may not be able to catch up with your chat all the time, but they see it. And there is an interaction. There's a weird thing I always see about um, this, this thing when people talk about in real life friends. And my point I always make is I hate that term because it's a nonsense. You, if, if, if I'm talking to anxiety, M- I'd say anxiety because I interact with her a lot. She knows who I am. I know who she is because we're in the same sphere. Um, she knows that I'm real. She's talked to me. So, just because you're on a screen doesn't thing. mean you're not real. <laughs> exactly. Like, how many of us did, did we stop? Beca- did the whole of the UK and a lot of the world stop becoming real friends with each other last year? Because we didn't see each other. We worked from home. So, uh, no, 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 we're now robots. We're now AI because we're not in real life. Because we can't yeah, I don't actually it's... exist. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just a being. <laughs> exactly. It's, a, it's such a nonsense with that. And actually, I think it was created by people outside of gaming and Twitch and YouTube and Facebook and stuff that, that have that interaction of going, yeah, but it's just all, it's not real, is it? Well, yeah, because it comes from someone who doesn't understand what it's like. So they just assume that it's bad, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of where the video games stigma has come from as well. In that they it don't is. play games, so they see them as someone sitting in their room alone when actually there's so much more to that. Oh, gotcha. Um, I mean, you can, you can literally make a career now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's... It's such a weird thing. It is such a weird thing. And like I say, I've never, I mean, I'm an elder millennial. I'm one of the old, I'm one of the old people. I just have the advantage of having a baby face so I can pretend. Um, but it's, I, I still watch them. I don't get it when people go, oh, well, I don't do it. Therefore, no, you also don't play football. You also don't play American football. You also don't play rugby. You don't, you don't run a hundred meters in less than 10 seconds. So stop watching the Olympics. It's, doesn't make sense yeah the logic is flawed (laughs) yeah for some reason we have this this thing that has said if it's entertainment it's bad because before video games it was music before that it was films before that it was some other nonsense you know i mean jazz was blamed at one point because it was from the rock and roll you know elvis was destroying young young ladies um yeah. minds in the 70s it's like what the fuck are you people about? just hate new things and change and popular things i think that's the thing people love to hate on whatever is popular no matter what even if they don't actually know what it is like yeah. i i feel like streamers and the the sort of feeling you get from watching streamers play games or talking to people whilst they're playing games is the same feeling that i had when i was a kid and i would watch my brother play games and we wouldn't even talk that much because he would be like shut up and what i'm playing <laughs> but i had loved it i was just like oh my god and i watched him play like the hobbit uh, on PlayStation 2 and I was like this is the best thing ever <laughs> and it's a similar sort of thing to me like I get that nostalgia from watching people play games yeah yeah it is it is weird I think there's there's definitely this idea of because you're not going outside and 
doing something, which also suggests that gamers never leave their house as if it's I think there is a yeah, this what's weird the thing. outside I don't know yeah it is this weird thing as if there's some cocoon over every game and now granted there are some people like that as there are some people like that for everything yeah but it's this weird thing like I mean you look at people like Mini Minter for instance or KSI I mean he calls it gaming but um you know you have people like that who are also incredibly fit go to the gym all the time they go out drinking with their mates it's not like they're completely separated you yeah. know the sidemen became massively massively popular worldwide brands worth millions each from the gaming community of fifa you know these these were people that found a community found a worldwide thing you know ksi would have never been able to do become a boxer he's i mean he's literally a red whether people want to call it him or not um he's still a licensed professional boxer in las, uh, las vegas um he's got a music career all from that uh, you know, it's this weird idea that you are separated. You're only doing one thing. You're you're lazy because you're on it. And it's just like, yeah, not, not everything works. you do has to be productive. <laughs> like, it's OK to have. I think that's how people burn out. It's because they feel like they have to be doing something productive all the time. And that's not healthy or normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, um, it's that, it is that weird thing. Like you often see I like um, if you ever watch. I, mean, I don't know if you watch Cyber or anything, but you can always tell like mini minted clips. And you can you can hear the mood change because when they're playing like golf with friends or something, they're clearly just hanging out. But they've gone, ah, fuck it, I'll make a video. But they're just hanging out and they're using it as a like we need time to relax. Like we're doing all this stuff all the time. Let's relax. And like you say, you don't have to be productive all the time. You can do shit loads of other stuff and still be like, you know what? Let's go and play Valorant. Let's go and play. Um, fifa let's go and play golf with friends or whatever it is you know god i i i, I play uno a lot on online i've started playing uno Oof, and dangerous game <laughs> <laughs> and like i play that whilst i'm watching twitch sometimes it's like oh, i was just oh it's just fun. yes i love listening to streams whilst playing because then it feels like i'm <laughs> it so you're feels in like there I'm you're there yeah. which is really weird to say but i'm like well i'm doing two things at once yeah. so i'm like multitasking <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. And that's actually something I was going to bring on as well, is that the idea, the weird thing that, that you're being lazy or you're being separate from society if you're gaming and you kind of go, well, actually, the amount of skills, the amount of brain power and so many other things that come in when you're gaming as well. I mean, there's a lot of um, the American army have started to recruit gamers because they can they can work the all the new equipment, not that we're encouraging the use of them, but they can do it way better than anyone else yeah because... it's a valuable skill to have like all jokes aside it's like it is it works your brain and like there are even schools now bringing in minecraft for kids because it's like it's figuring out it's the spatial awareness sort of thing but it's also mm. like you're you're concentrating on on something that's very different to anything else like you're not watching a screen you're not just typing you're doing both and that's why it's it's good for you i suppose there's, there's so many different um benefits that I've seen come up that studies I can't remember right now <laughs> but um yeah, yeah it's, it's becoming more and more involved I suppose is yeah. what I'm getting at and that that's the thing like you say it, people are starting to realize but it's a really long slog so have you managed to find any kind of good inroads into any governments because from what I can tell you are you I mean you are international as a as a thing because you know it, gaming is international but has there been any government that's gone, maybe we'll look at it. Now, I'm, I'm assuming 
in my head, I'm assuming certain governments that have just gone, fuck off. But are there any that have gone, maybe we'll have a go? It's tricky because we don't work with the government at the moment because yeah. we're still so new. Like we're only, we're going to be two years old or three years old. No, two years old in October, um, which is so young. And while it's very much on our agenda, we want to make sure that we go about it the right way and that we don't just kind of half-heart it and then it, it's, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, and I think one of the things that we've been advised to do is get behind lots of other mental health charities that are already very reputable, such as mine, um, who can make a difference and kind of stand with them rather than trying to reinvent the wheel and do it ourselves with, with a brand that's not recognised yet. So that's one thing we've got in mind. Um, but also, I think research is, is key to making change happen, because if you don't have the statistics to back you up when you go into it, they're probably just going to laugh you out the door anyway. Yeah. So being able to prove that this is something we can work on and this is how we do it, I think, is the key to getting change from the government, um, which is probably going to be in the next few years within SAFE if we decide to go down that route. Um, hmm. But there's like there's a lot of discussions going <laughs> about yeah. that. So. It is difficult. I mean, so as I said earlier, I'm I'm just starting a mental health charity myself um, here, and we've kind of said, you know, from day one, what we want to do is have a lot of stuff online. Um, you know, people can find a meditation um, recorded for us that someone can take, or some or yoga instruction, or um, physical interaction, or music lesson, or something that is on our site made for us that people can interact with, whilst we're still learning. Whilst we still, whilst we have no goddamn money, because we can't, we can't just go. Oh yeah, we want this to happen in the community when we have no money. But as we can do, we can still do something online. So it is important to have that kind of walk before you can run. I mean, the one thing for me that's a little different is my background is politics and it's working with politicians. So for me, it's probably a good skill to have. <laughs> so yeah, for me, I'm almost relishing the point of, in a year or two when it comes to working with them because I know their language and I know how to throw it back at them. Um, <laughs> I'm, I know there's going to be a, someone out there's going to be a politician or politics student now going now, bring it on. But great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you I'm, just you know, open the floodgates. <laughs> oh, I, happily. I, I used to, do, I used to, I used to teach debating skills as well, so I'm, I'm with them. Um, but it's like it is interesting to have those kind of things um things in there for me it is something i want to do but i obviously have um people from all other as the other trustees so it's good that you you kind of have that ability to go you know what we don't entirely know everything right now and i think that's a good thing that you've gone you know let's work with minds let's work with um some different streamers let's do this and do that because then we can actually push this forward because uh, the, the thing that I do like as well, um, and I, this is going to sound like a free advertisement for M. M, if you and I know you're not watching them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna link this to you so you watch this. But like with people like um, anxiety, obviously you have lived experience, and it's a, yeah. that's a big thing that that um, that I like to, to bring up as well is that to listen to a doctor or to listen to a psychiatrist or anything like that isn't wrong, but for some reason they don't want to listen to you. Um, and, you know, granted, there are certain circumstances where there's, there's a crossover and there may be issues with how people interpret certain things that are happening around them. However, people that have been in the system and listened and had to interact in different ways still have some valuable knowledge that should be brought up in research and everything else. So the fact that you're working with people who bring in their lived experience, I think, is great because it means that you're actually showing some worth for it. So it's a great way to go forward as well as everything else. So I really love that, that you've 
you're you're not running before you can walk um and i mean the fact the fact that you've gone from like let's just do that's it we're international that's it we're doing international it's like i don't know if that's something i'd want to like i'm that's a hell of a fucking thing like i i know for for a start that we're not gonna do that we're we're doing we're in england we're not even gonna go fucking scotland we're in england that's what we can do not even scotland not even scotland sorry they always get left out (laughs) There's, there's we work least... with so many Scottish people that I. <laughs> the great thing is, is there's there's several of my um several of my watches on on Twitch are um are in Scotland and actually I just did a, a charity stream last month and one of our big supporters who gave away a Pro Series gaming chair was GT Omega who work with the Sidemen weirdly enough and they're based in Scotland <laughs> but we, we love you still Scotland um you but are yeah, burning so... bridges <laughs> I would but, stop. Um, <laughs> But the great thing is, is that um, like we we go, you know, we we know we can't do that. But like I said, from from day one, if you look on your website, it's so sprawling. Like it's it's clear that there's a lot that's gone into it, and you've got people all over. You know, when I contacted um, uh, contacted you and looked for Safe in Our World and stuff like that, I didn't think the first person I was going to come across would be English because I'd only ever heard about Safe in Our World through Americans, and it was that's very strange to kind of go, wait, oh. Oh, you're international because I at first I thought it was just like an American thing, um, and I know I'm probably really annoying some PR people within the company uh, within the charity now. Going, um, why doesn't he know? Um, <laughs> no, but, but... <laughs> no, it's actually quite good because most of our I think fifty percent of our engagement is through the UK, and then like thirty five percent is through the states. So that's quite that's quite good that it wasn't always... through our main body. Well, yeah, that's growing. also <laughs> also potentially because I'm not a gamer. Maybe. Um, so and that's also something good is that you've come to someone who okay I'm on a platform that that ge- generally deals with gamers but I've come across you and think it's a great thing and I don't game I think it's a, it's sure. a great fact that you've managed to have that interaction to people outside of it because before you get into anybody else and like you say have those discussions that mind can get into or whoever can get into you need people to recognize you need brand recognition and until you have that it's a problem because people are going to go, who the fuck are you? Like you can go, well, yeah. no, we're, we're literally known everywhere. And they'll go, yeah, you're known everywhere by those people. And it still becomes a them and us discussion as it always becomes. Yes, because if you're only backed up by people who have the exact same values as you, then it's never, it, you're not proving anything, I guess. Like obviously if, if so many people are thinking the same thing, then there's, there's something to it, right? But it's, yeah, it's a tricky one. Yes, unfortunately, um, not enough people live up to the the quote of if you ever find yourself um in the majority, it's time to stop and rethink. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's... I mean, within my sphere, I'm in the majority. Oh no, I mean for the rest of society, <laughs> goes, oh, it's bad. Video games bad. It's like yeah, but do you not think you're in a little bit of an echo chamber now? Um, I think there's a change happening. Apparently, yes. if ten percent of um people within a space decide to think differently then that's when real change starts to happen and i don't know if that's right or not but it's interesting to see that 10 percent is like the tipping point for that mm. um like one of our ambassadors she knits she doesn't game hey, <laughs> and i love that i, I can knit as well i, can, right, I haven't great. done ages but i can knit There's i'll introduce you you'll be great friends <laughs> But no, I love that because I'm like, oh, you don't even care about games. Like, you're not a gamer. She was like, no, my son is. But like, I, I just think it's cool. And I thought like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's all yeah. we want. That so. is great. It is, And it's great to get to the parents because let's be honest, the parents are the ones that currently have the power. Whether we want them to or not, they are. 
Um, and it's been really interesting actually talking mental health um, with my mother because my mother was born during the Second World War. So it's really strange when we have this, uh, have discussions because I think I always kind of went, well, she's just not going to get it. Like she's not going to get it at all. Now, there are people that don't get it. My sister doesn't get it. I don't talk to my sister that much, but she doesn't get it, but she started to accept it in certain ways now. And that's great. My mum has actually been way more kind of, I can have discussions with her where clearly the metaphors that I bring up and the analogies that I give to other people come from my mother. Um, because we were talking about um, the issues with um, behavioralism, behavior, yeah, that's right. Um, and things like that. Oh <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and talk about, you know, you can change someone's behavior. It doesn't mean you've changed their mind and they can still be living in hell. And my mum automatically reverted it to something from the 50s where she just went left handed people. Left handed people, which back then were told that's evil, that's you can't do that. And they were forced to, uh, to, to write with their right hand. And so every day it was a struggle for them to just write. And it's like, fuck, that works. And it's, it's amazing that you kind of, you, I think a lot of the time, as you say with um you know the person on your team is that there isn't as big a barrier as a lot of us think there is it's just as you are doing and as many people are starting to do now it's just that thing of going hey do you actually think this way about this because i think a lot of the time especially nowadays um i'm i'm gonna sound fucking old when i say this but i don't mean to (laughs) especially your generation it does seem a very kind of you don't agree fuck you and whether that's true or not, it is how it comes across a lot of the time. Where uh, And that's why it gets shut off, because people go, fine, we're done with you two then. Whereas if we just kind of go, oh, actually, no, wait, you, you don't disagree with me. You're just saying it in a different way. Like my mum asked me what the term woke meant. <laughs> and I was like, I explained it to her and she oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm like, okay. So yeah. like, it was, it it's just a generational people... term that means the same thing that you've used <laughs> before as well. I, yeah, I, I have I, conversations exactly the same with my parents because yeah. they didn't get it uh, before either. Like they were, but I think the thing is, is that they were open to me yeah. talking about it because I've done it before with, they think I'm like the rogue child. So I, I went vegan and they were like, oh God, why have you done that? And then they're like, all right, fine, whatever. And then I got a tattoo and they were like, oh no, the world's ending. And I was like, look, it's fine. <laughs> and then when I started talking about mental health and they were like, dad, my dad surprised me because he was kind of talking to me about it. And then he said, oh, actually, I think I used to get panic attacks when I was in the army. And I was like, that's really interesting. And he was like, but obviously we couldn't talk about it because mm-hmm it wasn't accepted back then so I think this is really interesting what you're trying to do and I I feel like they're more open with me about their mental health as well now which is great so yeah um, oh absolutely absolutely I think a lot a lot of people have come across mental health and not realized it was a mental health mental health they're going through Um, and people are more open (laughs) because I think it it, all it takes is us to just bring the gap together now of course there are people every generation every level every age whatever we want to call it that don't give a shit and fine you go off onto that island and you live by yourselves but there's a lot more people i think that do want to have the discussion but we ignore each other um i'm i'm in a weird position because i'm an elder millennial my brothers and sisters are gen x my my parents were born in the second world war um and i hang out a lot of the time through twitch and other things with gen z so i i i have the grumpiness of an elder millennial but but the viewpoints of most gen x just sorry most gen z's so it's And but there's so I kind of see different opinions weirdly, and I kind of go, wait a minute, you're both saying exactly the same thing, and you're arguing with each other. Why? 
what's going on yeah and that's a huge I, thing is miscommunicating yes the exact I, same thing to each other and it's like what, <laughs> you're literally agreeing why are you mad <laughs> exactly that's why i think it's great that you said like they don't but their 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 son does it's like awesome so i mean you've all you've also got that kind of thing so is there is there has there been a move or is there going to be a move or anything like that where you try and broaden it out to a general populace more because obviously you're, you're working with minds and with other people but as i say i came across you because i know um one of the people you know me and anxiety have appeared on the same kind of stuff like we've, we've appeared on the same kind of shows um yeah it's a talk show it's on twitch but it's a talk show um so um we have that interaction but of course to the wider pop- populace you're not necessarily known and as we've just discussed, the wider populace is the one, they are the ones that have the power. So has there been a, a thought where you've gone, right, mission statement for this year or for then is to go, now, like we're going fucking Trafalgar Square. We're going wherever and we're going to start moving things forward. And I don't mean some kind of riot or, or thing like that. I just mean where you go, okay, we're now going to show people, you know, gaming, you know, set up a, a huge... Um, um, monitor yeah. huge monitor in like um in Hyde Park and go okay guys how about you come and have a go at this and like has there been any thoughts about that so when you say the general populace I'm just gonna challenge it slightly because about 50% of the world games so I feel like we've got a pretty big target audience um and I don't think we're going to end up I mean obviously we're open to everyone working in the games industry whether or not they actually make games or not so we mm-hmm. work with like press and people like that as well who just happen to report on games um so that there's a huge group of people that we're targeting um anyway that i think really needs specific support because the industry itself is it is very different to a lot of other industries it's similar in like a creative industry sort of way where there's always deadline based projects and there's a lot of creative burnout due to like personal drive and things like that and wanting to like because you're in your like dream job or whatever it's you feel like you need to prove yourself to be to keep it which is sad but true I think for a lot of different people um event wise I would love to do more events we're planning to do more when we can when it's safe to um I think also attending other events in person would be great like going to these big conferences that we, we can only do online at the moment would be amazing because then you're you're talking to a lot of different people not necessarily within your current demographic i suppose um being able to work more with the public is interesting to me and i think it would be it would be cool to see like setting up like a huge monitor and seeing how that would work but i think it also has to boil down to what we're trying to achieve and if it doesn't improve our mission and it doesn't actually do much in terms of other than brand awareness i think we would have to have some kind of uh point that's not really the right word but like it has to achieve something right and we have to be doing it for a reason um so and because obviously we're still quite small we would need the funding to make sure that that's going to be something viable for us to put our time and effort into um but i mean yeah absolutely working stuff like that in the future is something that i'd like to do as well and like to explore so i'm i don't want to say the word challenge but i'm going to challenge slightly your interpretation of 50 percent of the world gaming um firstly that's a statistic that only comes from countries that actually report on it which is only around probably 80 out of 197 that's recognized by um 
the UN. And also most that's including all games. And most of those either don't consider themselves gamers or other gamers don't consider themselves gamers. Many people. So don't if they don't people. consider themselves gamers, does that mean they're not? No, but it does mean that they wouldn't interact in the same way as gamers. That's why I meant the general populace being those that don't associate themselves as gamers within that sphere. That's what my point was. When right. I say general okay. populace, general populace being those that separate themselves from the terminology, because when they see Safe in Our World, your logo, for instance, has a controller. And people yes. that play um, Mr. Miyagi's brain training game won't consider themselves necessarily to be gamers. They're just 80 year olds trying to keep their mind active. That's what I mean by general populace. Oh, um, totally, so yeah. they are still gamers in the same way that I said earlier. You know, I play Among Us and I play Uno, which technically does, does mean I'm a gamer, but I don't consider it. So when I look at something, I'm not necessarily going to turn my yeah, mind. You're not going to be searching gaming. up gaming mental health. You're just going to be searching up mental health. Which exactly. Is... Exactly. So fine. that's why um, that's what I mean by general populace is to get the word out there. Um, I suppose the idea in, in my mind, because it's just the way I, I'm thinking for me, getting your name out there would be the point. But I suppose you've got a lot more other stuff on your mind to do than just that. Um, yes. But I just I think in my mind, I just I like the idea of kind of going, hey, we exist. And by the way, this shit actually is is fun. You can do it. We're not weird. Like, I, I don't know, <laughs> in my in my mind, because I think breaking down the barrier would be the point into kind of because if the barrier is still up, it makes everything else you want to do harder. And so if you introduce it to the general populace that kind of go and it might be that they go, oh, yeah, well, this is a bit fun. Oh, this is a bit like the thing I do on my phone. And then you can go, well, actually, you that's when you kind of have that discussion oh yeah totally i meant more as the point is in it would have to be part of a campaign or something that we were pushing mm. to get have a take-home message along with it It wouldn't just be like yeah. come and play and then leave like we would have like I, I just like thought of something on the spot but it kind of sounds cool like imagine if you had a game uh like you know it takes two um, oh yeah or, yeah 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 yes. like imagine having to play that with a stranger and then trying to figure out like behind a screen or whatever like that would be interesting but um, <laughs> I don't know why. I just want to. I just really want to play it because I've not played it. Um, so any anyone listening from Safe and uh, Safe in Our World? This is these are ideas coming from Rosie now. Oh yeah, I'm going <laughs> to put this on our to do list for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's really interesting, right? Because it's talking about how you communicate with people who have the similar interests, but you have no idea who they are, and that's all about. That's kind of how games communities and communities in general end up connecting anyway, because you have a topic that you both are invested in and passionate about, and that's what connects you, I suppose. Um, yeah. So know. when you, um, we, I'm going to go backwards now. Um, in the obviously, I've just said about widening it, but do you work at all on the idea of breaking down specific barriers? Now I'm thinking specifically because I've done a podcast on this before of things like the issue that is shown with female gamers you know it's the, the girl gamer thing and in that how easy does it become to talk about and bring everyone together under the idea of gaming and mental health and being open when you still have in some parts probably the vocal almost definitely the vocal minority but a lot of people are just going to go, oh, well, you're not really a gamer because you're a girl. And it's like, oh, shut the fuck up. But, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've, um, uh, oh God, I'm trying to remember their online name. I can't even remember the real name now. Damn it, it'll come back to me later. But someone I've done a podcast with um, on here previously that, that does, that, that's talked about that. And I still see her get stuff on TikTok and on Twitch about, well, you're, you're just a girl. You just, and it's like, well, actually. Yeah, I saw a video 
not two days ago of this kid raging about the fact that uh, all of the female Twitch streamers who play games are just pretending to like games. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, didn't realize exactly. that was still a thing. And then of course it is like, you see it everywhere. Um, yeah. It's, it's something that I feel personally very obviously passionate about as well. Um, but not to say that we would never do anything like that, but I think it's also important to highlight companies and, and groups that are doing great work within that space. Um, so we try and support other charities within the gaming space and, and groups like that. So like Black Girl Gamers, for example, or Girls Who Code or Women in Games, like they're all targeting the same thing. And like I kind of said before, we don't want to reinvent the wheel, but we want to support people who are actively already doing a campaign to pro to to do that, and just kind of by showing our solidarity and helping out where we can, whilst not intruding on their space, is kind of where I want to take it. But if there's something that's specific about mental health within that, like of course it's tied in because it's it's part of your identity, and if you're constantly kind of cursed out from where you enjoy being, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's the same with with so many different things like LGBTQ plus and, and things like that as well. Like you're if you're constantly cast out, you're never going to feel at your best and your mental health is going to suffer for it so mm. it's finding a way to work with people without stepping on their toes and doing the exact same thing that they're doing and, and finding a balance as to how we can benefit each other and complement each other's work yeah I get it it was Kadea by the way just anyone wondering Kadea is the person I did a podcast with before um I get that to a point but and it, this goes back to my general uh, general populist not knowing about things. I, I fear that some charities are incredibly inward looking and don't actually get people outside that's involved. Like I've heard about Mind. I've heard about you. I've heard nothing from the charities that you just mentioned. I know nothing about anyone trying to do anything for female gamers. I know nothing about anyone trying to do anything for black. I know none of none of it. Now I, I get that that's for you, as we talked about, that may seem weird, but you're in that echo chamber. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not you don't game, so it kind of makes sense that you're not really aware of these sorts of groups. I but I am also the person you probably do want to know about it because then that bolsters any bullshit that happens within it because I'm still part of a massive community i'm an affiliate on twitch i'm a youtuber i'm still in the world where these things exist i still do podcasts with female gamers um i'm still part of that that whole world so the fact that i don't know about it when i'm in with it suggests that people outside of that sphere definitely don't know anything about it and if anything wants to be changed and, and get any kind of policy or any kind of real change we'll end up in the situation that where it takes you know a year to get twitch to do anything well they're people in the community. How about those that are outside of it? And that's what worries me in that I understand the idea of I don't want to do something if you're doing it already. And I've heard this for a lot of things in the past. But I think it takes me back because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very much of a kind of it's great that you're doing something. But if it's taken you five years and I can I know I can do it this afternoon. Why am I allowing you to continue doing it? And I don't mean that in a kind of I'm going to take over and you've got no involvement. I mean, I hear it's done. You now do it. Um, I've, I mean, I've literally done that with, with certain things in politics where I've seen people fail and just gone, okay, I've got a weekend. There you go. It's done. Now we can continue. And I worry that we, I also realize there's a fucking massive amount of privilege that comes with that comment. I'm well aware there's, there's male. I mean, 
I am the poster boy for um, uh, toxic masculinity. I'm well aware. But if we don't try and push against that, then you will have people like me that know nothing about it. And the toxic masculinity thing, you know, I am a, although I don't look to embody it, I am a result of it. And if you don't get through to people like me, then you're not actually doing anything because this is the problem. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, it does. So what could we do to make that clearer? Because um, so on our website, for example, when so Pride Month, we basically highlighted all of these different charities and organizations that we work with and connect with and what they're doing and how you can find them. Hmm. Is that not um is that what you're talking about or is there a better way for us to be able to do that because it's i don't know i think it's so i think pride in its essence isn't necessarily something you need to talk on because there are different charities that a lot of people have heard about i uh, i think the difference is with them is everyone has heard about them and there have been legal changes around them. And actually, if they hadn't, then I would suggest, no, it's still slightly different because it'd be more nuanced in that you would want to do something around specific abuse within the gaming community or within Twitch or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, telling you where um, LGBT stuff is, isn't that. It is still helpful, but it isn't that. I think with things like girl gamers and things like that, that are still very specific that are known, that, Big charities aren't that well known within those spheres. There isn't specific um, policy against it. And so that's why, to me, a movement within that it would be seen as something I think good to try and push against it because it's the, the thing you said about 10% um, of people, but that's 10%, of, it could be 10% of, of people, but if only 9% are making any noise, then no one knows. And I think that's the thing as well, is if you if your response is to go, well, these charities are doing it over here, you seem like a silent partner. Oh, totally. I get and where you're coming from. That's what my my issue is, is that actually you may be able to just go in and go, go, look, we've got all these ambassadors that actually work in these fields and they've probably got a louder voice and they've done this. So how about we 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 do a podcast with you guys? We get some of our guys to come onto your stuff and we 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 try and push it that way. Um and I'm not trying to set policy for your charity, but my, my point is, is that I think it's, I think maybe there are those smaller things rather than just highlighting other charities. Because- Yeah, no, I get that. I you think- You can do something, it, you know. So as part of what we did as well, um, we have a lot of, so it's funny I said about ambassadors. So a few of our ambassadors work with the charities that we're talking about or are part of board members of these groups that we're talking about. So with one of the pride things that we mentioned was some uh, group called OMG uh, and they're called Outmaking Games. So it's about empowering the LGBTQ plus community within that sphere, within games in the UK um, and knowing where they can get support, but also to take a stand against things like that and, and take a stand against policies. And one of our ambassadors called Sunit who works there or is on the board for that, two of our ambassadors, no, nay, three. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is I think it's, I, I'm hoping that from the outside, it might look as if we're not integrating with them. And perhaps that maybe is to do with us and that we're not talking about the fact that we're working with people behind the scenes to be able to understand what they're going through and what their 
plan is for the year for their charity or for their company or how we can get involved with that and that that does happen quite a lot so we work with um do you, uh, have you heard of yuki the governing body for games in the it, uk it, def- it definitely rings a bell yeah so they have a pledge called raise the game um which is basically about companies within the industry um being able to be more inclusive as a whole and and having the specific resources and policies in place to make their staff feel included and that's kind of the the gist of it and so what we do is we have like monthly catch-ups with them to see what they're planning on doing how we can get involved if our work ties in with them we can do it together like we had a panel about it uh, just before um our fundraiser in may basically discussing with yuki about imposter syndrome which was it was a great panel uh, <laughs> But yep, talk to that one. That's a fun one. Yeah, if you're a streamer or you do anything, there's it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> it I could have talked about it for so long. I, I wasn't actually on the pot, I was like moderating behind it. Um but I love doing that because you're actually actively working together and talking and having a discussion that you're broadcasting. And like I'd love to be able to do that more with people where we can. Um, but at the moment, there's still just four of us. Um, so it's quite difficult to be able to manage day to day as well as organizing these things without burning out yourself, which would obviously be a bit uh, counterproductive uh, for our mission. So it's it's finding a good balance between knowing that something's achievable and you're going to do it justice versus doing it for the sake of it. And then just to kind of get the just I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Um, I suppose you're looking for st- you're looking for substance over style, which is what some people talk about in politics as well. The one thing to me is that sometimes style matters because, and I know that sounds um, weird to some people, but if we look at Obama, Barack Obama, one of the few presidents of the United States for the past 50 years that uh, that other the rest of the world, including the UK, has gone, ah, fucking hell, you did the right voting. Um, there may be Americans watching this go, oh my God, but I'm sorry, this is how we think. Um, however, he still did do a load of drone attacks. He did things like that. But he envisaged to the rest of the world, we know what we're doing. And whether he did or not, that's what people saw. His quips, his comebacks against people. Um, when he did the, the final state of the union and he was booed down going, um, you know, this is my final state of the union. Um, I've no more elections to, to stand for. And everyone went, you know, yeah, from the Republicans. And his response was, I know that because I've won them all. It was an immediate kind of this person is in charge. And that in, that makes people then support that and push forward and do that. Whereas if you get someone who may be fantastic, but no one sees them. Um, so we, we have people like um, uh, LBJ, who uh, in, in American politics, LBJ, Linda B. Johnson, he, um, he basically had to take on the, um, the Vietnam War um, after after death and so, so he was the one that was lumped with it and so there ended up being um a load of stuff behind the, the um chance against him saying lbj lbj how many kids have you killed today and yet he was one of the people behind the scenes doing his best to make sure the vietnam war ended before nixon um came in and took over and he was probably the bigger driving force that helped end it not nixon who just kind of went fuck we need to get out but no one saw that and everyone now in in general history thinks lbj he was vietnam he was bad so it's style can matter so sometimes if 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 all you're doing is throwing your your weight in and throwing your voice in that still makes the voice louder i don't 
<laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I think it's again, it's about finding a balance between not just doing everything and not letting anyone know about it because then how does it help people? But then also not just shouting about everything that you're not doing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's that it's, it's that thing. I think it's uh, yeah. I mean, there is definitely a balance. Um, like you say, I think I think in terms of um, LGBTQIA+, I think you probably do have good interaction with it. I think there's probably other stuff that there's more you could do, but then obviously I do, I'm also not um, in any of your meetings to know what the fuck your plans <laughs> are for the future. So I am talking about it from somebody from the outside. No, but think... it's good to challenge these sorts of things because it's how else is it gonna happen in, in conversation, right? Like it's- I am in that weird position. I always, uh, on Twitch, I call myself the, the monkey in the suit because I fit so many boxes and at the same time don't fit any because I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a streamer that is, you know, I've, I've got the setup, but I do that. I'm within the right generational thing to be doing it. I'm, um, you know, I'm a fan and I watch other streamers that game. I'm a fan of other gamers. I've interacted with companies that do with gaming like GTA Mega and people like that. And yet I don't game. I swear a lot. I'm very um, harsh against certain uh, critics and things. I don't follow the same thing from mental health and I am on the outside in general. So it's, that's why I, I feel sometimes that I, I kind of as you've said about certain things that I've said you've gone oh that's interesting because actually I I'm coming from different approaches sometimes and so it's 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 a bit weird I, I like being the monkey in the suit it just makes people confused no but it's <laughs> it's more about having open conversation about it and not being scared to say oh well actually I don't agree with that and then talking through and being like oh you know what you've got points I've got points there's it's not just a yes or no there is a spectrum and you can learn and I think learning is so important um being able to accept when you're wrong is not a defeat it's just learning <laughs> yeah uh, there's, there's a... so much that I don't know and there's so much that I'm gonna learn in the future uh but you just have to be open to it <laughs> oh yeah there's that great uh, meme isn't there of a uh, of uh, like a cocoon and a butterfly of going you've changed it's like you're meant to yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> um, I would be terrified if I was still the same person I was four years ago or four months ago even I'm <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we we all learn something, whether we think we have or not. We all learn something. I mean, if I, I like I say, I am I'm a poster boy for toxic masculinity. I'm a former tournament um, martial arts fighter who um, who does who's been in the fitness industry, who has come, you know, just the way I look. I am, you know, white male, middle class, over six foot. I, I fit every box of what people generally want to hate. But my viewpoint is not that because that was what I was brought into and it's given me certain advantages, but it's not what I am now. And that's that's something that's definitely important. Um, so within this, the, the sphere of, of how you work, are there any kind of big plans to try and push yourselves further? Now, we, obviously, we said, you know, you're, you're working with other, with other charities. You're not looking to do the kind of the governmental stuff for a few years yet because you want to make sure that you're in place for it. Is there anything that you kind of, or is it just making bigger connections or is there something big planned where you're going to go, right, this is our statement? Because obviously you've got your mission, which is, um, you know, is long. Um, obviously, there's, there's obviously, you know, I encourage people to read it. Um, that's where you learn things about fractured minds and things like that. But um, it is good to read. However, is there something that's a big kind of statement of like, this is us, this is what we want to do. You know, we want to, we want to bring awareness. We want to do this and this is how we're going to do it. So 
Yes and no. <laughs> um, the mission itself is more general specifically for that reason is that because a lot of the things that we're going to do are then going to feed into that mission, but not necessarily target everything at once. Yeah. Um, and so one of the biggest things that we're looking to keep developing is level up. Um, at the moment, we are 60, 60 something, <laughs> 63 partners big in level up, um, cool. which is great but there are so many more. <laughs> uh, and I think that's all, always going to be on our minds is that making sure that we can change as much as possible and bring on as many people as possible so that I think ultimately every company within the industry has a mental health charter and every company in the industry understands mental health for their employees mm. because that's a huge task to take on. Um, and it's it's important for so having worked with trustees for example that have been in the industry for years and years they've seen so many people after people just burn out yeah. have to take time off work um leave the industry because of, of things that have happened and being able to change that is massive um so that's one thing that we're looking to keep building um and within that so this year we're doing um a huge training drive on community managers so as part of the Jingle Jam last December, um, we raised some money that is going towards training 200 community managers for free within mental health. Uh, and so that's a, a bit of a mighty task. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And it was it, it was actually really reassuring because once we announced it, so many people were like, this is needed. This is what we needed. And it's resonated really well, um, which is great. And now we're just making sure that we do it justice and we do it properly. Um, so that's that's taking up quite a lot of our time at the moment. Uh, we do have some big plans, which I'm not allowed to announce yet. <laughs> I was going to say, give me an exclusive. No, okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's nothing like out of the ordinary. It's kind of what we're trying to achieve in that one keeping spreading the word because a lot of people come to us and say, I had no idea you guys existed, but when I found your website, there were so many different resources. Um, that I yeah. had no idea were there as well. I was like, that's great. That's what we want is people to know ultimately where they can go for help if they need it, whether they're in a crisis or not, or whether they want to help someone else. Like education is so important. Um, and it's it's about like, I know we talked about not being productive all the time. So it's about entertainment as well. in the fact that if you want to play a game where you feel represented within your mental health, we have games for that, that that specifically target like if you want to play as someone who suffers from PTSD, there are games that, that outline that in an accurate way. And one of the things we're looking to branch out in is being able to work with developers and publishers to make sure that the accurate representation is backed up with clinical evidence and that they work with people who understand mental health in terms of a lived experience, but also clinical yeah. to make it as real as possible. Um, which again is a big task. <laughs> so, um, so there, there's just a few of the things that we're looking to do um, in the future, if we can, and, and to keep so, growing on what we're already doing. So, you, do you see yourselves at the moment, at least, whilst you're still growing, as being just major facilitators? Because you're doing a lot of training, you're doing a lot of kind of bringing people together, and it's it's the kind of like we can't make our biggest impact. Although potentially you are actually making a big bigger impact by facilitating but you can't make a kind of policy change you can't make a big kind of thing at the moment but you know what you can do is raise money and help train people and facilitate and have things like that um, is that kind of how you see yourselves at the moment do you think so yeah I'd say at the moment we are more signposting than 
than actively doing things at the moment, but it doesn't mean that we can't do it in the future. It's just about building that presence so that you're able to make as big of an impact as you possibly can when you decide that actually we're going to launch something independently um, and we have the audience to do it and this is what we're doing. Um, but for now, being able to you know, even just provide resources that are up to date and relevant is great because a lot of people don't know where that help is. Um, so, yeah. and, and if a lot of people don't have policies within their employers, they don't know where to go either. So uh, for the game specific advice, I mean, um, so absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, when I say um, facilitator, I don't necessarily just mean some person, because obviously, as you say, you're, you're going to be helping train people as well, which is very different. Um, have you found yourself just dealing with, with Level Up, just specifically dealing with the industry itself within companies, or have you found yourself going to um, universities, for instance, who have gaming, because obviously you've got Dr. Gina Jackson, um, yes. who's part of your team, and is obviously a visiting professor at Norwich, Norwich University. Um, and so obviously there is some kind of academic side to it, but as someone who used to work in universities and in the academic stuff, um, they're fucking useless at mental health. Um, so- Yeah, I was just about <laughs> so- to say, so it's, I had one of my worst times when I was at university um, mm. because I went, so uh, I had a close friend that passed away who I lived with at the time and um, the university knew about it because she was mm. also a student. And when I went back, nobody got in touch with me. And then when I went to seek help, they were basically like, oh yeah, we'll put you on the waiting list for therapy. And I was like, okay, how long's that? And they said two years. <laughs> it's like, awesome. I won't be here in two years. I My course is only three years long. <laughs> So it was dreadful um, and we, we are working more with universities now. So we've, we've done a couple of talks already um, with students and we actually worked with the University of Hertfordshire. Um, they have a, a music course around games and we work with the composer, he's called Stephen Coltart, who um, is, he wrote the, the track, uh, the OST for Planet of the Apes. Uh, he's okay. brilliant. He's, he's great. And um, he basically worked with us to, to put our website within the syllabus so that people, the students know where they can find help specifically, but then also we kind of gave them a brief for their students to create a piece based on mental health, um, which is now on our YouTube. <laughs> it's great. I think it's brilliant. And being able to work with students that are going to be the next generation of people who work within the industry is super important because then that's where you start to tackle the problem that no one knows where to go. Um, mm. And so one of the things is we're looking to roll that out within other universities uh, and be able to talk to the people who are delivering the courses so that they can mention it whilst they're teaching people that this is a resource you can use. This is something that you can look to join when you go. So imagine like a developer has just got their first job and they say, oh, are you a level up mental health partner? Like that's wild. That's that's brilliant. That mm. that could be something that people can ask for. Um, we had a student recently that. um asked us whether they should declare that they have a mental health problem when applying for jobs, which um, I, I thought was really interesting. Uh, and she ended up deciding that she was just gonna do it anyway um, and say like, you know what, if you don't wanna hire me because I have a mental health condition, I don't wanna work for you. And I was like, that's amazing. Like I wish that that's how the attitude should be. Like companies should work to support you and work with you rather than alienate you for something that everyone experiences or everyone knows someone yeah. that has experienced. I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I'm uh, please do, because I have a tendency of, of talking over, so please do. Um, 
but no, but, it's yeah. I think it's crucial to work with with the next generation of of game developers and audio programmers and UI. Like it's they're going to be the next coming of the industry and having people who are aware of what's going on and who want to demand change before they've even entered the industry is is how it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I could give you a list of universities that need to slap around the face. Don't worry. Um, but I mean, as someone who's literally worked, I've worked, you know, been a student and worked in universities um, and um, they are several lecturers. I don't think should be allowed near students. I, I just don't, I, I don't think they should be allowed anywhere near students. Um, they're very knowledgeable in their field, but in terms of mental health, um, I'd have had more luck talking to a brick wall at least I'd have known it was still going to be there when I walked away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it is one of probably the worst. And obviously, if you're working with people um, to try and look at the next generation, I think, like you say, if you can get some kind of um, thing in place where people are actually trained to talk about mental health to their students, they're trained as just first aiders, mental health first aiders, simple as yeah. that. You know, it's so easy. Fucking Everyone has a first aider. But no yeah. one has a mental health first aider. And that's wild. Like that everyone, no matter if it's poor or not, everyone has mental health <laughs> and everyone can have a crisis. So why yeah. would you not have that the measures in place to be able to support people through oh, that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I, because so at one of the universities I went to, I was um, president of Student Minds um, and I worked for the university at the same time. And it was actually, and this, this, is, this is good for the, the, um, the, um, the school uh, within the university I worked for, but um, they used me to help the students with mental health. They were like, well, you're the only one that's got the mental health first aid training and you understand the mental health. So like you, you, can, you can interact with them, like not as a kind of, oh, let's throw them at Adam. It was more of a kind of like, let's- Yeah, like, you, you've done the work already. I can't be of, bothered to do the work. So you can just- Yeah, it wasn't it like that at all. It was very <laughs> much a kind of, okay, well, you know what, you know where they're coming from. You know what's going on. It makes sure. sense. I literally had people come to me who were students of the counseling department of the university coming to me um, who, I worked at a completely different department, um, completely different school. And they were coming to me because the, um, the counseling people were, were basically driving them to tears. And that is those, that's the part of the university that's meant to understand. So it is, then you kind of try and work with, as you say, the music departments and the, and the video game um, industry within the, in the thing. It's, it's definitely a hard road to go down. I mean, there's 120 recognized universities. If we don't include private ones in the, in the UK, probably 123, depending on how you in, interpret them. Um, so obviously it's hard to go down that road. I think it's great that you've got one of them actually working with you. Like you say, you've got that person who's done a lot of it. And yeah, I hadn't even thought about it, but music, music works perfectly as well. Because a load of people will know the music from video games, but have no they won't even know that they know it from video games yeah. they'll be like i recognize that sound where's that from it's like yeah it was written for a video game it's people yeah. don't associate it in the same way that people go duh, 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 and it's like, oh it's jaws it's you know you just associate it because that's how yeah. it works so it's great that you've got that but do you think or are you guys prepared for a massive pushback more from university and academic interaction within um video games or the video games industry Ooh, it's tricky because with massive i think it's the same with massive universities and massive 
industry um, companies, they all have the same red tape, which makes it impossible <laughs> to penetrate anything. Uh, and so going to, or very difficult, I should say, um, and going to people and saying, it's as simple as this, you can sign up and start making a change now and be a partner and declare yourself a partner. People are terrified to do it because then it means that in the public eye, they're going to be expected to do something. And I think that's what people are nervous about is the fact that they, they're not going to fulfill their promise, um, mm. which is still better than never making a promise to begin with and just kind of writing off mental health completely. So there's there's challenges in both, in both ways. Um, universities and education is itself I've I, I need to clue up myself a bit more because every everyone I've spoken to about it have been like it's a big it's a big topic <laughs> and it's a it's a scary thing to try and actually make change in because you will get so much pushback it's ridiculous um but in the instances where we've been involved actually the universities have been coming to us um and asking us which is great um and not every university is going to be that way and it's the same in the industry. Not every industry um, company is going to come to us and say, we want to work with you. Uh, but the ones that do are important. And once we've got those on board, we can start tackling the ones that are less willing to change, I suppose, um, because we have employees across the boards that work for huge monster companies that mm. haven't contacted us that still want to get involved. And it's more about the people than the companies themselves um, because they can make change within their own company without having to do anything with Safe and Our World. They can just say to their colleagues, oh, did you know that there's a list of resources here? And they can say, no, I've got no idea who are they. <laughs> uh, but that's the conversation that needs to happen, right? So yeah, yeah there's, there's it, challenges with both. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, tackling, tackling the industries is definitely be interesting. And as, as you say, you've, you've heard that by education. Um, as someone that's come from that, um, yeah, some universities. <laughs> now, the thing I always find interesting, because I've, I've heard before about people saying that bigger companies or things like that have difficulties. I don't know if I agree. I think bigger or smaller companies have the difficulties that they've created so they don't have to deal with it. For yeah. instance, Canterbury Christchurch University. I'm happy to call out universities that shit at this. Canterbury Christchurch University, um, who... Um, who are um you know awful i mean they are they are utterly awful um they did four staff they did a um a thing where they basically had um four st four stools and a tp and that was their staff mental health day um who you know they set stuff up so bad that i literally came in and helped change policy on people's um learning stuff they also have a computing department who actively try to bypass people's lsps um learn support plans that are that are literally there so they can't be bypassed because the whole point of an lsp is it's meant to be individualistic um you know and then that's a university that is pretty much lowest on almost everything you can go on in fact they're low they're below some they they always talk about nursing as being their best thing even though nursing they actually come lower than some of the universities in nursing and those universities don't even offer nursing that's how bad that university is and yet you have universities like the university of glasgow who you have a mental health problem right we've dealt with it <laughs> you've written or, off scotland remember so or the university of kent i mean my first degree was the university of kent and they were a top five university for my subject when i went there and when I was having difficulty for, during my master's and I was really worried, I was there going, you know, I don't know if, you know, if, what if it doesn't get accepted? What happens? If, and my lecturer just went, 
wait there, got on the phone, you're going to accept this stuff, aren't you? Yeah, good, right, you're fine. You know, that is how easy it was. And those are from bigger universities, one of them being a Russell Group University who you'd actually assume to be old fashioned and not work. And then you have a small university that doesn't really give a shit because they just, well, we don't have to, we've got plenty of other people giving us money. So I, I, I'm always interested when people go, well, there's red tape in the bigger organizations. I think it's red tape that they want to create. Um, yes. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing with me, but. Um, I, I agree. I think it's, it, yeah, it, it's easier for them to say, oh, it's gonna be really difficult. So let's just talk about it another time than actually make change that's tangible. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm waiting for Christchurch to ever say something on my on my, one of these. I went on their student um, student union podcast once and called them out, and the student union um, president at the time just kind of went, "I don't care." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, How dare um, you challenge something that's true? <laughs> oh, it's oh yeah, no, it's fun because I used to be a district councillor. And my ward had the university inside it. So I was like, oh, I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's really fun when you deal with a big organization like that and they realize that you don't care because I've, I've found this and I think it's possibly the same within any organization is when, when they come up against one, even one person, this is probably the 10% thing because one, one in 10, when they come up against one person who literally doesn't care about everything you throw at them it gets very difficult for them to try and stand against it and I think that's yeah. probably the 10% thing because when you have 10% of people who are prepared to go fuck you this is the way it is the other 90 have nowhere to go um yeah. so that is something you kind of have to do um I'm obviously we've been talking for quite a while now um was there anything that you felt one that we haven't covered because we've gone all over the place and as I said, um, said at the beginning off camera to you I like these to be a pub chat where we may have not answered any goddamn questions, but <laughs> we have talked about the subject, which I think is more important. But is there anything yeah. you wanted to kind of bring up about the charity or something that I haven't asked or haven't mentioned or anything of like that at all? I think the only thing I haven't mentioned, or maybe I did, I can't remember. Uh, we have a Discord server, uh, where it's an open community that people can, can join and discuss and talk about mental health and, and games and everything in between and nothing to do with games. And we're talking about cereal quite a lot this morning. Um, <laughs> It's a great discussion. <laughs> uh, but we do have a, a Discord, uh, which is discord.gg slash safer together. Um, and I think that's pretty much all of the important things that I've, I mean, as soon as I hang up, I'll be like, oh, I forgot to mention that. But <laughs> everything is on our website. Um, so I would just say if, you, if you're interested about learning more about the charity or want to get involved, I would head over to the website. Yeah. I mean, so we're going to have the details, um, the addresses, because I'm going to, double check them get ready to send them over we'll have them um <laughs> down below in the description there'll be as well as um links for um uh, myself and my website for resources um above that will be um safe in our worlds and the discord safe in our world as well so you can go and head over and tell them what your favorite favorite cereal is maybe um but uh yeah so do check that out like i say it's a sprawling website so you're going to find something you can interact with you know it's a it's a gaming and mental health but i'm not a gamer i still manage to find stuff on there i i use some of the stuff as well and i've interacted with people so even if you're coming into this like you said um if you're just a parent of somebody who's into gaming you can probably still find something you find interesting or want to interact with there as well um so thank you very much rosie for coming on um i know Thanks we've kind of gone around me. the houses and we've probably not answered anything and there's probably people now <laughs> if, if anybody is still watching this point firstly well done um are probably just watching going oh my god why can't you answer these questions guys <laughs> um so but thank you so much for coming on and um talking with me and hopefully this is going to be helpful for some people and 
obviously I think most of us are going to be looking out for uh, bigger and better things coming from you guys. Um, and the fact that you exist at all, I think is really important because it just shows that actually, look, there is a good link between mental health and gaming. We can show it to you and we have people that can, can work with you to, to get this even better for the future. So that's awesome. Um, so thank you very much for, for coming on and uh, we will have all the details below and we'll see you all next time. Thanks everyone. Thank you.